at times, a sense of disappointment or disillusionment seems to overtake us. Sometimes it concerns matters that are rather small and quite trivial, while in other things, they can shake our very being. It might be as a child at Christmas, when it seems that Santa lost the toy list that you sent him, or he just ignored it or threw it away. Maybe with the perfect vacation, the vacation that wasn't so perfect after all. Maybe with a surefire, cannot-go-wrong business venture or investment that somehow went wrong. Or maybe it's with yourself, with something that you've done or failed to do. Or maybe it's with others, with friends, spouse, or family members, or maybe even God himself. When you thought or were expecting something would be a certain way or go in a certain manner, and it did not. It seems that a sense of disappointment or disillusionment is rather common to our human experience. Both the prophet Ezekiel and the evangelist St. Mark address this. The prophet Ezekiel addresses a people who have almost lost all hope. For after all, God had promised that Abraham would be the father of a mighty people and of many nations. God promised that from David and his descendants, a redeemer and a king would come forth. Yet what they experienced was that they were a defeated, a small, dispersed people, a laughingstock in the world. Their experience was not one of redemption or restoration, but rather of enslavement with little or no end in sight. At the time of St. Mark, the Jewish people were expecting and were ripe for a savior or a redeemer, the Messiah who would save them and set them free. They expected that the reign of this Messiah would be powerful, political, put peoples under their feet. Their expectation was to be made into a fierce and a feared people, a people which could and would dominate and rule over others. What did they find with the experience of Jesus? Not the one who was hoped for or longed for, but rather one who told stories about planting and mustard seeds, about a reign or a kingdom not like they knew in this world. Both the prophet and the evangelist address their people's experience of confusion, disappointment, disillusionment, because God's plan and God's promises were not being fulfilled as they thought they would be or that they should be. Both tried to reassure their people so as not to lose hope and not to abandon God or go their own way. The temptation of our ancestors of old is ever new. 
It is, in fact, our temptation to this day. All too often, we get mixed up. We think that we know better than God. In the face of God's fidelity and celebrating the new covenant established and sealed in the blood of his divine Son, Christ and the Church invite us to remain ever steadfast and faithful to God, to accept God's ways and to deepen our trust in him rather than to abandon him, even if it appears that we are fools for believing in God and for following him. Rather, we are invited to abandon our will into God's hands, our ways into God's hands, our thoughts into his thoughts. The reign or the kingdom of God is affecting our lives in Christ Jesus and our gradual transformation into a more perfect image and likeness of Christ most often and most profoundly through the little things of life. When we were in the monastery in Paris in 1978-1977, everyone washed dishes after the three common meals a day. This was a work noble, necessary, humble, filled with generous and loving service. Father Brendan and I joined in as well. The dishes got done three times a day, often, though, for the wrong reasons. What could have been so simple was being turned oftentimes into an obstacle to the spiritual life. How, you might ask? It seems that the heart was not filled with love and generosity or humble service for what needed to be done. Rather, anger, resentment, judgments, hostilities all too often took hold of the heart and of the work being done by hands. You could hear it being said or murmured, so where is so-and-so? He's not here again. Look how slovenly he's washing the dishes. Couldn't he go any slower? You know, he's not doing it the right way. The dishes got done but for the very wrong reasons. I don't think that the service offered to God or to the community was acceptable in one iota to God. Well, we had clean dishes, but that was about it. We need to be transformed more and more into the image and likeness of Jesus who offered himself and his life as a ransom for us. Even in doing the dishes, we can, we must die to self, always acting as Jesus would have us do. It's a constant struggle. We see then that much of the time disappointment and disillusionment have as their source and object we ourselves, because we're living in the reign and with the ways of the world and with the prince of this world, 
rather than with the reign of God and his ways. Through our celebration of the Holy Eucharist this day, may Holy Communion fortify us to always do the dishes and everything else for the right reason, God's reason. <laughs>